reading from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Hear now the very words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would have I told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. <clears throat> How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let us pray. Yes, Lord Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. You are the only path to the Father, the only way of salvation. And we praise you that our dear sister Kathy lived in that way, that she belonged to you and is now in one of those rooms you have prepared for her in your Father's house, in her Father's house. And she is now looking upon your face, her beloved Savior. And we pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us now, to comfort all of us who are mourning, all of us who miss this sweet, sweet child of God, this devoted wife, this loving mother and grandmother, this precious daughter, and this faithful friend to all of us here. Father God, we pray that you will speak now through your word. Open our hearts to hear from you, to draw strength from you. Increase our faith. Grant us your peace. We pray this in the name and for the glory of our triune God. Amen. <clears throat> well, just four days ago, beautiful December day, Kathy and Ben were so grateful to get out of the house to end the quarantine. They were thankful for the negative COVID test that Kathy and Savannah and Addie had had the previous day. Thankful that God had protected Addie and Sarah from getting the virus. And thankful for bringing Ben and Kathy and Savannah through it with relatively mild symptoms. <clears throat> they were out Christmas shopping together. And Ben was able to sneak away and buy some perfume that Kathy wanted without her noticing it. It was a good day. They didn't know that within a few hours their lives would be forever changed. For Ben, it would be the worst day of his life. For Kathy, it would be the best. Kathy left this life in the arms of the man she loved more than anything else in this world. And she entered true life, eternal life. She entered the arms of the only one she loved more than Ben, her Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's nearly impossible for us to even comprehend the spectacular reality that Kathy now enjoys. That is her reality. She is now more alive than she has ever been. She is stronger, she is faster, she is smarter than she ever was. And her capacity for love and joy is nearly limitless. She is free from all her earthly pains, her infirmities, her sorrows, and her sin. And every tear, every tear has been wiped away from her eyes, wiped away by the hand of her Savior himself. And Kathy is at this very moment in loving fellowship with all the saints who have passed before her. Her knowledge of the Lord, her love for him, her love for the saints, and her overwhelming joy and zeal for life, for true life, 
will continue to increase day after day after day for all eternity. My friends, this is the same destiny for every single one of us who has been united to Christ by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, and is a new creation. But we're not home yet. We are still in this fallen, broken world, and we are left here to pick up the pieces. We are left to prod along despite having our, our dear, sweet Kathy ripped from our lives, leaving this awful and huge hole in the Strickland home, in Northgate Presbyterian Church, in Covenant Presbyterian Church, in the Doherty County Tag Office, and in the hearts of all who loved her. And what makes this pain even worse is the suddenness, is the unexpectedness of her death. We're still in shock. We, we're still reeling. And I remember, I remember the punch in the gut that I felt Saturday evening hearing this horrible news. And knowing even worse than that, the agony that my dear friends were going through. My dear friend Ben and Savannah and Sarah and Addie and Pat and Dennis. And as I called the different families in our congregation to break the news, there was that same reaction, a reaction of, of shock and sorrow as, as, as we were just burst into tears. And if we're honest, in addition to our sorrow, there's also fear. See, we like to think we're safe. We like to think that we're secure. We like to think that if we do all the right things, take all the right precautions, then we'll be okay. Then nothing bad will ever happen to us. But what happens Saturday evening shatters this illusion. And if we're really getting honest, I'm sure there are many here who are not only sad, not only scared, but also angry. Angry at God. How could God allow this to happen someone, to someone as sweet and kind as Kathy Strickland? Well, you all know her. You know the person she was. In the four years that I have known her, I don't ever remember anything other than her being positive and generous and kind and joyful. Every time that I saw her, she gave me a hug. Even when we were in the COVID lockdowns and had masks on, we had to stay six feet apart, she'd give me a quick hug and then move away six feet. She was always hugging. I'm going to miss those hugs. We're all going to miss those hugs. In our Old Testament reading from Proverbs 31, describes the woman of noble character, the godly woman who loves and serves her family, who makes her husband look good. This described Kathy Strick. How could God have let this happen to her? And how could God do this to Ben? A man who loves God, who serves God with his whole heart. I tell you the truth, I don't know a better man than Ben Strickland. And walking with him through this tragedy these last few days has only increased my opinion and respect for this man. How could Ben, how could God do this to Ben? Take his beloved wife. Ben is a servant. Ben has spent the last four years training to be a, a deacon at Northgate, just as he served here at this church for many years as a deacon at, at Covenant. In fact, less than a week before Kathy was taken into glory, on Sunday, December 12th, Ben was elected to the diaconate at our church. He has always been a faithful servant, serving the Lord, serving his congregation behind the scenes. 
How can God let this happen to his servant? And this makes us uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. And it scares us. It scares me. Because we want guarantees. We want assurances. We want to be told if we do everything right, if we are a good person, if we are kind to others, we serve others, if we're selfless, we want to be told that nothing bad will happen to us. No tragedy would ever befall us. My friends, I would love to be able to stand up here and tell you this. I would love to be able to reassure you, reassure you and to comfort you, to give you this guarantee. But I can't. Scripture does not give us this promise. And anyone who has lived more than a few years knows that it isn't true. This is a world of pain and sorrow. And ignoring this fact does not change the reality. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in the world you will have tribulation. This is not unexpected. What we're experiencing now did not take Jesus by surprise. Jesus wasn't surprised by the tribulation we face. But this verse does not end here. Jesus says, in the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. And the reality is, the reality is there will be trial. There will be tragedy. There will be trouble in this world. We will, not might, we will experience pain and suffering in this world. But that's not the end of the story. This is not the ultimate truth. There is a deeper reality, a greater truth, that Jesus has overcome this world. And if we are united to Jesus, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, then we have overcome this world. This world is not the ultimate world. It is not the ultimate reality. And this world has no ultimate, has no eternal power over those who are united to Christ. And the reality is that Jesus has overcome the world and that we have overcome this world. And my friends, this is our only source of comfort. This is our only source of hope when we face this type of unexpected tragedy, when we have a, a life partner, a mother, a daughter, a grandmother, a friend snatched from us in an instant. Hal read about the comfort, this comfort that we have in our New Testament reading from from Romans chapter 8. And the Apostle Paul asked this question. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword or the death of a beloved wife, mother, grandmother? Then we get the answer. God's inerrant, all-powerful, eternal word tells us no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither life, nor death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My friends, death is evil. Death is wrong. Death is not part of God's good original creation. And it is only because of our rebellion, the rebellion of our race against God. And it is right for us to mourn death. It is right for us to hate death. It is right for us to grieve. But one day, 
one day death will be no more. The apostle John was given a vision of this future reality. And he tells us in Romans, in Revelation chapter 21, that I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Oh, how we long for that day. How we long for that day. But until that day, until that day, death is still a painful reality for us. But, but even the tragic death of a loved one cannot separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this, dear friends, is our hope. This is our only hope. And this is the power that gets us through times like this. We cling to Christ. We must cling to Christ and the reality found in his word. But there's a very important caveat. And if you hear nothing else I say today, hear this. This reality that I speak of, this reality that is now the current existence of Kathy Strickland is only for those who are united to Christ. Our gospel reading tells us that Jesus prepares a room in his father's house for us so that his people can be with him. Kathy is in one of those rooms today. Kathy is at this very moment in the presence of her savior and all the saints. But hear this carefully. Kathy is not there because she was a Proverbs 31 woman. She's not there because she was sweet and a kind servant. She's not there because she was a great wife, a great mother, a great grandmother. She's not there because she was a great hugger. In this passage, the same passage that Jesus prepares a place for his people. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And saying this is not popular, saying this is not politically correct, many people do not like what Jesus has just said. You may not like what Jesus has said. To tell the truth, I don't like what Jesus has said. If it were up to me, I would not say this. But my friends, it's not up to you. It's not up to me. It's what God says. It's what scripture says. And Jesus says very clearly, that the path to salvation is narrow, very narrow. It is so narrow, in fact, that it is singular. It is through Jesus Christ and him only. That is the only way. No one comes to the Father. No one goes to heaven. No one gets eternal life except through Jesus Christ. And the person who is united to Jesus Christ by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, he comes to the Father. He comes to heaven. He has eternal life. The same glorious reality that Kathy, at this very moment, is experience is the absolute guarantee for all who are united to Christ, but only, only for those who are united to Christ. You see, to those who reject Christ, 
For those who reject his offer of salvation, he's a gentleman. He will not force himself upon them. If you reject him in this life, he will not force you to spend eternity with him. If you don't want to be with him, he will allow you to go your own way. He will allow you to go to an eternity without him. But the problem is, the problem is every good thing comes from Christ. And if we reject him, if we are separate from him, we are also separate from his blessings. We are free to choose our own way. However, this way is unspeakably horrible. And just as the glories of heaven, of what Kathy is now experiencing at, the, at this moment, are beyond our comprehension, the same is also true of the horrors of hell. Horrors that are sadly being experienced at this very moment by those who reject God. Those horrors are beyond our comprehension. And these horrors have no end, ever. Kathy is in glory at this moment, not because of her kindness, not because of her service, not because of anything that she has done. She is there only because of something that Jesus did. See, Kathy could not live up to God's standard for eternal life. None of us can. That standard is perfection. It is perfect, perpetual obedience to the law of God in thought, word, and deed. And done not for any personal gain, but done solely because God is worthy of this obedience. My friends, none of us, none of us have ever done this. Worse still, every single time we fail to live up to this standard, we incur debt, moral debt, a debt that we can never repay. That, that just increases by the minute as we continue to sin, as we continue to fall short of God's standard. And not only can't we meet God's standard, each one of us is so far in debt, so far in the hole that we can't even get up to neutral. We can't even get up to neutral. And this is why we need Jesus. See, Jesus lived a life in perfect obedience to God. Jesus never once violated God's perfect law. And Jesus was the only one to achieve perfect, perpetual obedience to God's law in thought, word, and deed, motivated only by God's glory. And here's the good news. Here's the good news of the gospel. Here's the most wonderful news that anyone could ever hear. News that Kathy believed. News that Kathy rested upon. And because of this, Kathy is now in Jesus' presence. And the good news of the gospel it's that Jesus offers to switch places with us. Jesus gives us his perfect obedience, and he takes our debt. He takes our sin debt. And on the cross, the cumulative moral debt of all believers throughout all history was punished in Christ. You see, the reality is every single sin we commit will be justly, perfectly punished. It will be either punished in, cross, uh, in Christ on the cross, or will be punished in us in the unspeakable horrors of eternal torment. And this gospel transaction, this switch is offered to all those who receive and rest upon Jesus Christ alone as he is offered in the gospel. And Kathy, Kathy has made that transaction her own. She received and rested upon Jesus Christ for salvation. And because of Christ's promise, because of Christ's merit, she is now with him in glory at this very moment. And here's where 
Kathy's life and death is a valuable example for us. Kathy's life was <clears throat> suddenly and unexpectedly taken without warning. But Kathy had her spiritual bags packed. Kathy was ready. And when her Lord called her home, she was ready. And she was instantly brought to her his arms. Brought from the arms of her loving husband to the loving arms of her Savior. My friends, there are no guarantees in this world. Life is fragile. Your life can be taken in an instant, whether it's an embolism, whether it's an accident, whether it's a tornado or a thousand other ways. There is only one security, and that security is Christ. And we too must have our spiritual bag packed. We too must be ready. We too, like Kathy, must be relying on Christ alone. And if there are any here who are not resting on Christ alone, on his finished work on the cross, if you have not accepted this transaction, if you have not repented of your sins and rebellion and are not clinging to his grace, you are in a precarious position. Your bag is not packed. And as we saw Saturday, we are not guaranteed to see another sunrise. We are not guaranteed to take another breath. The only guarantee is Christ. And now is the time to come to him. Come to him by faith. It is the most important decision you can make. It will have eternal consequences. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the life and faith of your servant, Kathy Strickland. We thank you that she recognized her need for a Savior and that she clung to Christ. We thank you for the faith of her family, the faith of her friends. We thank you for our only hope, our hope that we too one day will join Kathy in the promised land of glory. And Father, I pray if there are any here, if there are any listening on the live stream, any that can hear my voice, if they do not belong to you, if they do not have this hope, that that will change at this very moment. I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you will open their eyes to their sin and their need of a Savior and give them the grace of repentance, the grace of faith unto eternal life, all for your glory. And we ask this by the merits and in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.